right, so first episode. We've been talking about doing this for what now? Probably five years. At least. <laughs> At least five years. Um, I'm Dan, and this is my brother Sam, and we're uh, attempting to start a podcast here. So this will be an intro. We won't go very long here. Uh, the goal here today is just to introduce ourselves, talk a little bit about what we're interested in, about what our goals are for this forum and um yeah we'll just see where it goes so i'm dan i'm uh, sam Pondukin. and uh we are brothers clearly if you can't tell but um the really the goal here is to capture conversations that uh sam and i have had for the better part of our lives i'm 45 years old my brother is so much older than me 48 man <laughs> ancient fresh yeah. Freshly into our second half of our life, hopefully. But um, it's ever since, you know, we were just talking before the podcast, and ever since we were kids, we grew up both in New Jersey. We're both um, obviously brothers. We're sons of immigrants. Uh, we grew up in the northern part of New Jersey uh, to parents who were, as you say, fresh off the boat from Eastern Europe, from the former Yugoslavia. And, um, you know, we'll get into a lot more of our background, but you know, for the purposes of this introduction, we've always been very close and always enjoyed having deep, interesting conversations. And um, as we got older and wisdom has come with age, our conversations seem to be more interesting to other people. I always look forward and love talking to my brother when we have time. So we figured, why not? The technology is easier these days. It's podcasting is more approachable than it ever has been. So why not start recording? Such a low barrier to entry, you can just blame podcasts that uh, this content's out there. Well, and you know, it's one of my favorite ways to consume information. I, uh, Sam's definitely the studious one of the two of us. He he reads way more than me, but um, I I probably consume. I'm I I can say I'm ashamed about how much <laughs> audio and video content I consume. I consume a lot, and it's just the way I learn. I I really enjoy it. Yeah, there's no reason to be shamed about it. Honestly, you know, uh, the oral tradition predates, you know, the, the written word. So, uh, you know, learned people from old, uh, what, what did they do? They, they talked to each other and they, they listened to each other in various forms. So, hey, it's the original. It's a great point. Yeah, I, I remember I did a training one time for, for work and they talked about, um, the various, I don't remember if it was three. I want to say it's three main ways people learn. Um, and, you know, there, there's so many different areas that authors and scholars have tried to break down human uh, characteristics, you know, like the five love languages, the most infamous one. And, you know, that's been helpful to me in my marriage. I don't know about you, but uh, this one, this training that I did, it was how, how people learn and recognizing how you learn. And I, it, was, it was some self-assessment we did. And I was like, really high on visual and audio oh, yeah. uh, learning. That, that was a huge one for me. And believe it or not, I mean, as much as I read, my <clears throat> my preference is always to, to learn through dialogue. Uh, I love, you know, talking to somebody who, who read a book, watched the doc documentary, and, you know, being able to have that back and forth dialogue. And so, uh, honestly, podcasts are sort of like that. You don't get to ask questions in the end, but you get to choose your content, you know? And so, yeah, uh, listening to this, and obviously it's a popular media. And so it's kind of fun to be participating in it. Well, dialogue is, is, is neat because you get to work out your ideas. And, you know, I'll say that about myself, you know, um, 
hopefully, you know, we get, keep this going and an audience gets to know us a little bit and join in on our interesting conversations. But, you know, my ideas definitely are not always flushed out. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll, you'll quickly find that out about me, certainly. Um, and dialogue helps that. So, you know, I think that that will come, become widely evident. Yeah. You know, so one of the things you touched on, and I want to kind of put that out here for our our first episode here is, you know, so what, what is our interest? What's the target topics for this, uh, this podcast? Um, I think we'll have a pretty broad audience, but a couple people asked me, I'd been promising to start one for a while now. And I was just talking to somebody this week actually. And he said, well, what's the theme? What's the focus that you guys want to hit? And the best thing I can think of is, um, kind of an intersection between faith and theology between, uh, science. And so that kind of leads into, I'll tell you just a, a short, I won't bore everybody, but a, a little bit about who I am and my background. So, um, I've been, uh, in, uh, the ministry in various, um, Pentecostal faiths and churches for the better part of the past 25 years. And, um, always, always been volunteer. Uh, I've held a lot of different roles and titles, you know, served some time internationally as a missionary and, youth ministry when I was younger and, you know, kind of administrative roles and, you know, even pulpit ministry. Um, but all alongside of that, um, both Sam and I, and he'll, he'll expound a little bit on his past, but, um, we're both engineers by education. And, uh, I, I was only an engineer for a little while. I found out I, I wasn't smart enough, but, uh, <laughs> I, um, quickly kind of moved to the IT side, but, you know, nonetheless, you know, I've got a, a science and technology it has always been a big part of, of who I am in my secular career, if you will. So I, I'm, you know, very interested in science and, um, you know, that, that, that definitely fills a, a large part of my thinking bandwidth, if you will. And of course, spirituality. So, you know, it seems like when Sam and I get together, that tends to be where the conversation goes, kind of the intersection between yeah. science and, and, and theology. No doubt. Yeah. <clears throat> Both engineers, for sure. I mean, science is going to permeate. I mean, and what is science? Science, you know, it's a study of knowledge and it's a method. And I think, uh, you know, we apply that method in everything, even in our, in our lives, in our faith, you know. Um, and what that means is that it's there's some accountability, too. You know, in science, there is accountability. Uh, a scientist, a lone scientist doesn't have much value, but a scientist that has been peer reviewed and is accountable to peers, uh, it has tremendous value. And so I think, you know, that's a big part of our faith as well. Uh, I think I could speak for Dan on that front as well to, you know, I want to, you know, like, like Dan said, some of these thoughts are kind of raw and unfiltered. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm quick to admit if, you know, I haven't fleshed something out really, but, you know, th I think that's discipleship. That's kind of the process of sanctification is this, <clears throat> constant transformation and renewing of our minds, right? That, uh, that, that transform us. So, yeah, I think it's part of who we are, you know, this, this idea, this method of how we, we think and learn, you know, it's obviously been a huge part of our careers and, uh, you know, permeates, you know, every part of what, who we are, what we do. It's interesting. Uh, you say that, you know, the scientific method, you know, here we are in 2022, hopefully at the tail end of the pandemic where everybody was a scientist and they understood everything about biology and virology. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being facetious, of course, but, um, you know, it, it brings up a great point that, um, you know, the, the Bible does say to work out salvation and, you know, it does talk in several contexts yeah. about 
interacting and having having um, accountability amongst peers. Um, and that's so lacking these days. You know, I think we were talking earlier today, actually, and how our Western culture, certainly, you know, in the United States and the church in that sense, too, has become so authoritative and authoritarian and really uh, built this culture of don't, you know, don't question, don't have dialogue. And I know many church leaders and theologians would probably disagree with that, but inherently, I think it ends up being built into the culture. And, you know, I, I can honestly say, and I think you would agree that there is a huge lack of dialogue amongst oh, absolutely people in general. And I can even put that outside of the, outside of the church. There's just not enough dialogue. There's more people trying to convince each other that they're right, right and they're firmly established in this, you know, in this doctrine, whether it's, you know, whether it's a scientific stance or a theological stance. But I think the world, you know, it needs, it needs more dialogue. Especially with people who think differently than you, you know, uh, our inclination is to, you know, hole up in some silo of thought, surround ourselves with people who pretty much agree with us and very, very seldom you know, sit down with people who really disagree with us. Uh, we, we tend to avoid that. It's much more comfortable to sit with, you know, people that are just like you. And I, I've just had so many rewarding conversations with people who think very, very differently from me. And I've learned over the years um, how to, you know, approach it with, with curiosity and, and kindness. And I mean, I think an approach that, that Jesus often modeled for us. So, uh, it's, it's tremendously rewarding. And so hopefully, um, you know, everybody listening to this conversation would also be encouraged to, to reach out, you know, and, and if, if you hear something here that you don't entirely agree with, you know, keep listening, you know, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're not right about everything here. <laughs> we're, we're seeking understanding. And uh, I, think, I think dialogue, again, is, is one of my favorite ways to, to gain understanding. It's just to kind of talk it out with people, ask questions, you know, legitimately, show curiosity. So that brings up something I was thinking about a little while back. Um, you know, why, why isn't there dialogue? Why, why do people not question, um, you know, in, in this, in the sphere of politics, in the sphere of science, in the sphere of, uh, religion and faith, you know, I think it's easy to kind of use a crutch and saying, you know, oh, it's forbidden. You know, we're, we're in the, you know, middle ages, Spain and, you know, questioning the, the social elite and the political elite and the religious elite is just forbidden. And, you know, I think that's, I think most, you know, there's always exceptions, but most cases that's not true, but I do think it comes down to fear. Um, people are more afraid than ever to step out and, you know, to question things for a couple of reasons. Number one is the optics of how they look. If they ask, you know, say something stupid Yeah. or number two for the, you know, somewhat, you know, potentially maybe a passive aggressive retaliation or whatever, some sort of retaliatory, you know, remark or even actions. I think, you know, in the end, a lot of people are afraid to initiate dialogue, especially when it's dissenting, you know, for a lot of reasons. And, you know, I think good people, um, and I'd like to be counted as one of those, you know, need to work on breaking that fear down amongst people and trying to be approachable and, and make sure that it's okay to ask questions even if that question might offend you and be shocking to you, if sure. somebody comes to you and, and says something, we can't, you know, we, you know, our, through our body language and our reaction, I think in, in this day and age, we need people to accept and, and talk about things rather than, you know, retaliate or, or create a, a, a wall so that dialogue is stifled. 
Yeah, and I mean, one way you can do that is by always prioritizing relationship over rightness. You know, if, if I'm in a conversation mm -hmm. with somebody and it gets into something a little contentious, you know, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to ask. I'm going to state my perspective. And, you know, honestly, if it starts to get really unfriendly, I'll just pause and be like, listen, <laughs> I love you too much to keep this conversation going. So my relationship with you is way more important than this. So um, how about sports or something like that. I don't know. I'm not really good at talking about anything. <laughs> Find some innocuous subject to talk about um, that, that preserves the relationship. There's nothing more important than that. We've got to maintain that and learn how to do that, how to disagree uh, kindly. I was just talking to somebody, texting somebody today who's going through, um, going through, you know, transformation, um, a pretty drastic change in his life with his community. And you know, he was just starting to get vulnerable with me and, you know, revealed some details of, of you know, his concerns with, you know, with, with the relationships that have seemingly broke apart. And anyways, without getting into too many details, um, you know, he mentioned that he, he, you know, he dropped a little hint, a little tidbit that 17 years ago, these feelings and questions started and um, he at least alluded to, and I didn't really get all the details, but he alluded to that potentially he did say something around his concerns and uh you know he shared a, a snarky remark that was shared back and how he was shut down and you know now him and his family have, have made a change and you know hopefully for the better but you know he shared with me uh you know the damage the psychological and spiritual damage that occurred from 17 years let me think wow. about that that's yeah. that's a chunk of life right there and you know, this, this individual, he's got two kids and, you know, the, the pain and suffering that they now have to deal with, um, you know, it's, that's unfortunate. And I, you know, I say that with personal experience because I've definitely been in situations where I've, um, I've experienced that at a, maybe not at a, you know, dramatic life changing, painful, you know, trauma, but I've definitely been in situations where, you know, it was made clear that my voice was not accepted. Absolutely. Yeah, and that stings. You know, even years later, I can think of, without even thinking too hard, at least two or three, four moments right now uh, where, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of shut down. And um, as soon as I feel that, and I think a lot of people uh, would agree that you tend to just back off, you know, and you feel like, okay, you know, that's not welcome here. I'm not going to, I mean, some people really will work hard to insert themselves and assert themselves. But uh, yeah, no, I, I just kind of back off and say, okay. And then, and then that's that. And yeah, you know, yeah, it stings even years later. Yeah. I think, um, <laughs> that's definitely part of probably our personalities. We're all, again, we're brothers. So, <laughs> you know, we probably share that personality trait. There's some people that will fight to the, you know, to the death and, um, maybe not for the best, but, no. um, it's definitely not my nature to uh, assert myself in that way. And, and, you know, I, a little bit of that is intentional. You know, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be meek. Um, because that is what we're called to be, but and make room, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know, another another way I think that people are uncomfortable, you know, disagreeing with one another is there's tension in uncertainty. Um, you know, you mentioned the COVID pandemic. Anytime there's uncertainty in uh, information, people are very uncomfortable in that tension. You know, being scientists, uh, you know, I understand how emerging information. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and then you, you increase the fidelity of the data and, you know, reduce uncertainty as time passes. So you kind of get used to it. But 
Uh, I acknowledge that there's many ways where, yeah, whenever there's tension and uncertainty, it's very uncomfortable. We love certainty. We just love, you know, concrete, you know, simple black and white answers. But uh, you're not doing anybody any favors. If somebody comes up to you with, you know, serious concerns or questions, doubts, whatever it is, you know, to come back with just a concrete answer, you know, you know it's, it's a Q&A session. Somebody has a question, I've got your answer. Um, mm-hmm. I've I heard it said once that... Uh, yeah, their preferred <clears throat> uh, response is a, a question and response, not a question and answer. You know, everybody can only just respond to a question, you know, who, who can say with any certainty that they have the answer. So I think it, it takes some humility uh, to understand in, in these types of dialogues and conversations that, you know, you're, you're responding to one another, you're sharing your perspective. And if somebody shares a perspective you disagree with, you know, it's a good habit to just thank them for sharing their perspective. Thank you for sharing your perspective. I don't, I don't really agree with it, but I really appreciate hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, you know, um, I, you know, we kind of talked, you know, very briefly about, you know, the fact that we're brothers, we're very close. Um, you know, we're kind of both middle-aged and, um, we both, you know, grew up with a mom and dad, um, you know, a dad that was a, a pastor, a grandfather that was a pastor, you know, very traditional, well, you know, traditional Christian values, but um, probably a little bit different than a typical Western uh, Christian, you know, uh, upbringing because our parents were immigrants. But with that said, you know, here we are middle age and, you know, Sam and I differ in quite a bit of our beliefs. You know, there, we can, you know, as you'll see in our conversations, you know, maybe not today, but in upcoming conversations when we're more focused and themed, you know, we'll certainly disagree on quite a few things and man, that's great. That's, that's what (laughs) I think that's what makes our conversations more enriching. And, you know, dare I say, um, here in the last five years, so much has changed. Um, you know, the pace of change, not just in technology, but the world, you know, how fast, you know, the world is changing here. You know, we're in March of, of 2022 and, Europe's on the brink of war. And, you know, just a month ago, we would have never thought that would have happened. And then of course, COVID and we're working from home now, both of us and, you know, families and so much has changed yet. You know, well, I guess what my point I'm trying to make is I've had to learn how to, how to really enjoy and find beauty in that diversity. Uh, you know, really, we use this a lot at, you know, in, prof- in professional sense, you know, in the work workplace, but the diversity of thought, you yeah. know, kind of resisted that probably for the better part of my life. Um, you know, I always sought to find people that are like me to right. surround myself with, but I've really here, maybe in the last year or two have learned to appreciate that. And, you know, the diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, how enriching that could be. And, you know, the biggest part, probably the final frontier for me on that has been, in my spirituality. Um, I didn't always do that probably for the better part of my life. I certainly have not done that and surrounding myself with diversity of opinion and diversity of thought and in my faith. And, you know, not that I'm going to go start hanging out with a bunch of Buddhists in a hill somewhere, but, um, although that'd be cool for a day or two, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I I do, I have learned to appreciate uh, a diversity of thought and, and really, specifically in, in all areas of life, but specifically in, in, in my faith. Absolutely. I, I'm, it's been tremendously rewarding for me. Anyone that's shared their spirituality and faith, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always enriched and, uh, you know, it's just drawn me even closer and deeper into a relationship with, with Jesus. So, um, 
I, I think I think it's awesome. I, I I think we all would benefit much more from you know, uh, again, not surrounding ourselves with people who think exactly like us, but uh, you know, who who think differently and ask them. You know, you know, show genuine curiosity for you know their faith, their their ideas, you know, their beliefs, uh, and you know, have those conversations. It's it's tremendously enriching. Absolutely. So um, I think we'll probably wrap up for today. I don't like I said, this is supposed to be just an intro. I think you get a feeling for um, a little bit of how, um, you know, how our conversations are going to go. But, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll try to do this at a regular interval. No commitments yet, but um, open to everybody's feedback. If you do stumble across this first episode that we're probably not going to promote because it's going to be pretty rough. <laughs> Uh, we, we do, uh, solicit your feedback. Um, you know, hopefully we're going to improve both the appearance and technology and the sound and everything here, but, um, yeah, we're trying to hone in on the time and, and how much time we spend on these episodes and, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out as we go. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, again, you know, this is, uh, primarily going to be myself and my brother, Sam probably occasionally have, uh, some guests that will join us. Um, you know, interesting people that the two of us will, enjoy talking to um but we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah closing thoughts yeah it's exciting to kind of get this started finally you know we've been talking about it for a long long time and uh finally just turn on the microphone and record it and then uh see where it lands cool well we'll look forward to uh doing more of these and again if you come across these um let us know your thoughts uh leave a comment and um help us shape what what might be interesting and uh if you have something negative say then just keep your mouth shut <laughs> Exactly. Kidding a little bit. All feedback is open. Yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you tomorrow, Sam. And uh, for those listening, thanks for listening.